Welcome to Taking Back Birth, a podcast for women who know the truth about birth and those who want to explore the path of radical birth love. I'm your host, Marin Green. Taking Back Birth celebrates the power you have to make decisions in alignment with your own truth. Decisions not subject to anyone else's authority. Decisions that create experiences that will change your life. Taking Back Birth is a production of the Indie Birth Private Contract Association and IndieBirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Hello and welcome to the podcast. It has been quite a while. So many things have changed. So many. The most obvious change is that I am sitting in my bedroom for this podcast listening to birds tweet and just having asked a kid to stop mowing the grass. (laughs) It is way too loud to podcast with a lawnmower going on. I moved out of my Kentucky office, which was a really big move. And I had doubted it. I had doubted if it was time and even with going to Hawaii for a while, if I should keep the office. But I'm so glad I followed the thread. I followed my intuition to release the office. And at the time, a couple months ago, it was simply because I know if I return here, I will in fact attract something much better. It was a really cute little office, but, (laughs) but it needs some windows. It needed to be in a place where I could be outside with people a million ways that I will do better. I can attract better next time. And the last month has totally transformed me once again. And so I know it was absolutely the right choice. I am not the same person, I am not the same midwife that I was when I moved in there just about two years ago. I can't believe it's been two years. It feels both long and short to have had this Kentucky adventure. And as many of you know, and have read and have seen, we are headed to Hawaii in a couple of months for a while. I don't know how long. I don't know what that means. I don't know anything. I don't know if I will be back here. I don't know if I'll go to births in either place. I really, truly don't know. And I wanted to share, in case it's helpful to you in your own life, I totally felt this coming. And maybe if I went back and listened to my own podcast, I'd hear the ways that I knew a chapter was coming to a close without knowing it for sure. It felt like more of a decision a bunch of months ago. In fact, it was when I returned from Hawaii in January. I made the choice to release a few clients that were due this summer, and I made the boundary for myself to be only committed as a midwife, as an on-call midwife, through April. And I felt compelled to do that, and I did not know why. 
and I had many doubts. Maybe that was the wrong thing. What about all these people that need a midwife? Oh, I got so many calls for this summer. No, the universe clearly told me to stop that I was done here and I didn't know what was next. So it's really cool to see how we co-create with the universe if we're willing to let go and not know. And I still don't know. The only thing I do know is that I'm done here and I'll be going to Hawaii. That's all I know. I don't know what will be asked of me there. I don't truly know why we're being called there. And so I sit in the unknowing even longer. But yet there is some peace knowing that I've been on the right track. I am on the right track. And those were the perfect choices to have made, even though I didn't understand them a couple of months ago. (sighs) We've also had two birthdays this week. My daughter Belgium turned 13, which is so crazy, of course, when you have a teenager, another teenager. And her birth was really so easy. It was so blissful. It was so simple. And that's kind of how she is. So it's hard to believe that was 13 years ago. Taught me so much. And then True, who many of you are more familiar with as far as birth stories go, He was my first baby, and even though he was our sixth baby, he was our first to have birth photos. We did not capture a video, which I think is sort of funny. That would have been so great. But at the time, capturing birth photos felt really interesting. (laughs) Uh, None of my other births had been photographed. So uh, if you look on Instagram and maybe over the years, you've seen the photos from True's birth and they're really fantastic. They really truly are. And I'm so grateful to the photographer, Jenny, that we had there 11 years ago. Many of you are very familiar with True's story because it was in the midst of this persecution, prosecution from with (laughs) the state of Arizona many years ago over my midwifery license. (sighs) That's all in our book. And many of you have read it. It's called Indie Birth, A Story of Radical Birth Love. And I won't rehash the whole story. But what I'm getting at here is major transformation came during this time. I had been a licensed midwife and True's birth, along with everything I was going through, really changed me. And so after he was born, It wasn't long before I gave my license back to the state of Arizona and I had to reinvent myself. I wanted to still attend births, but I knew there was a better way for me. I knew there was a more spiritual path. I knew that everything that had happened up until that point was perfect. I really, truly did, even though it was a very challenging experience to be in that. So... Uh, Such is, the world is such that it is similar astrology, I believe, in the stars right now. Uh, Something to do with Jupiter, I don't quite remember, but similar energy to 11 years ago in terms of transitions, 
in terms of, I think for so many of us, not even just in birth, we feel like we're at this door where the old has ended and we may have shut that door behind us. And we're at this new door that maybe has opened a little bit. Maybe we're getting glimpses or seeing some light. But we know that what's ahead is something we've never done, we've never experienced in this life, and that we're here to do that. So uh, that is exactly how I'm feeling. And like I've already shared, I've kind of had the old door shut. And I had a last birth experience here that was so profound. Uh, My life has changed once again, and I very clearly feel this, that is done. Like, that is done, whatever that was, (laughs) the ways I attended births, the ways that people saw me, the role I was in, um, that is done. And so there will be, I'm sure, much more to come as I explore that. But for this podcast today, I wanted to kind of uh, riff on this post I made last week that you may or may not have read, and I'll read it again. But it was about how you can't just choose exactly how your birth winds up. And I want to talk more about that because I think it never gets old, especially as we start to get more on the spiritual path. As far as birth goes, there's lots of questions that come up around what we do control and what we don't. So uh, this last birth was so disturbing to me in that these were people that I had felt close to, um, I thought I knew. And it turns out that I didn't. And it was really uh, upsetting for a while. And now it's feeling really expansive. But it was very upsetting for a while to realize that these people not getting the exact birth that they wanted, um, wanted to place blame. And I've never had that happen. It's not because I'm a perfect human being. Uh, It's because I've always, I think, done a good job of making it clear and attracting people that also understand that a midwife is not God. A doctor is not God. There is no one that can call the shots of life or death. That that is not in our power. That is not our responsibility. Uh, I have waivers, I have forms, I have documents. And really, it's not confusing if you even know me at all. Uh, If you read my Instagram posts, if you've been listening to this podcast. So I'm not quite sure how these particular people got to this place of blame. But I would imagine that's just how they really are in their lives. Um, And maybe that wasn't as clear to me that they really kind of live in a victim consciousness, because I feel like my side was pretty clear. I feel like it's very clear what I offer, what my responsibilities are. Um, So it was really shocking. But again, ultimately good, because it's propelling me away (laughs) from that role of midwife and those sorts of people um, that anybody would want to place blame on a midwife for not getting the perfect birth. I mean, it's almost laughable. But obviously, it's a real thing for some people. And I know we're all more familiar with that in the mainstream world, right? There's ways to blame people, there are lawsuits, there's malpractice, like, it's not that crazy that you would blame someone in the medicalized world. Although, 
that doesn't happen a lot, right? Um, and I'll share more about this story in a minute. But to contrast it, uh, I became aware of another birth story recently, someone that I was possibly going to work with, and I chose not to, thank goddess. And long story short, uh, this person's story that they posted somewhere on social media was that their baby almost died in a C-section, that their baby came out from a C-section without a heartbeat. And of course, I don't know what went on. I have no idea. But my sense is most people in that scenario would never blame a doctor. Um, The gist of this story was that it was a complete surprise and shock. This baby came out from a C-section without a heartbeat. Oh my goodness, we have no idea, right? That's so different than, you did it, doctor. What did you do during the C-section? I'm going to ask questions of you, right? Very few people do that. So um, it is interesting when it happens in the midwifery world and people decide to point a finger. Uh, Again, it's been quite a learning experience and not one I'm ultimately taking personally. I will continue to learn and grow. But at this particular birth, um, I am very proud of my skills. I am very sure of the role that I held. I am 100% confident that no one was forced to birth anywhere they didn't want to because that's insane. And I, you know, say those things out loud all of the time, even at births, right? When a situation comes up, I have said out loud as I did at this birth, This is your experience. This is your experience. There is no judgment. You may go wherever you feel safest. And if you don't feel safest at home, we'll pack you up and you can go have your baby elsewhere. And those are the exact words, uh, almost to the word, that I shared with this couple. And they chose to stay home and then decided that for them, that felt like the wrong choice, which is really fascinating and kind of gets into uh, this whole talk today. When we're confident in our choice, we might have regrets for sure. If we choose from fear or doubt, perhaps we have more regrets. And I don't have contact with this family any longer. They have cut me off, which I'm sure is perfect. I don't need that energy in my life. But it was a crazy experience to say the least. Um, You know, I won't go on and on about it, I guess. But It's just really, really still mind-blowing to me that there are people in this world and people I come in contact with that have not, will not, do not accept full responsibility for their experience. That's mind-blowing to me. And so really the hardest part for me with this last experience here has been forgiving myself, honestly, for taking these people on. And to that I say... Uh, I needed it. Just as I will share today about the things we can and cannot control. One thing we cannot control in this life are the lessons we need to learn. And in this case, um, again, I'm not going to continue to beat myself up around choosing to work with these people when they were clearly the wrong people, because I needed what is here. I needed this I needed to be done with this old way. And they have made sure that I am done uh, with the old way. So I'm grateful for that. And it feels a lot like that battle with the state of Arizona. Honestly, it feels so much the same. So many of the same feelings came up, the same fears came up. 
And every time I tell that story uh, from 11 years ago, I usually say, and I mean, I have no regrets. I have no regrets because if that hadn't happened to me back then, if it hadn't happened with me, didn't really happen to me, I would not have dropped my license. I would not have explored everything I've explored and every podcast you've ever listened to and everything we've ever offered through Indie Birth and our school and our doula program, right? So how perfect, like creation, my true soul was able to speak once I went through that hard experience. So I'm guessing this is the same. It really is a weird way to end attending births here in Kentucky. Uh, But I am trusting it is perfect because it has given me so much inspiration for creating a new path. And so I'll talk more about that and probably more about this birth as time goes on uh, in the ways that I will, in the ways that it is relevant, because really, I would love to just forget about it. (laughs) And I'm sure I will in many ways. I hope I can forget about the parts I don't need and keep the rest that helps me make new content because Uh, That is maybe the best that will come out of this experience. So let's see. I think I'm going to read this post and get on with talking about birth not being like cabinets, which I laughed out loud about. Maybe you'll think it's not as funny. But coming off this last experience, like I shared, um, I literally laughed out loud when I read this quote. Okay, so I'm going to read the post, which includes a quote, and we'll talk about it. I'll talk about it. (sighs) There's this idea that you're going to choose your birth like you're choosing your cabinets. We're mammals. This is birth. You want to make good decisions about your care provider and what institution you're going to be in or not, but you can't just choose a happy story. If you think that's what you're doing and you get a shitty, complicated birth then you're going to feel you made the wrong choice. And that was made by C. Morris, who is a doula somewhere. Now for my words on it. Agreed. More and more lately, it seems in our fucked up culture that people think they can literally order up the birth they want by, quote, doing the right things. I love the cabinet analogy because you can order cabinets in whatever color or style and no matter what you do or don't do, birth is largely out of our control. Why is this, you might ask? Why doesn't doing all the right things like hiring a midwife or eating organic foods matter? They might matter for sure. Any of the details lay a foundational layer, hopefully of health and consciousness and wellness. But at the end of the day, or at the end of the birth, it isn't all roses all of the time. Some babies die. Some births wind up in the hospital. Some planned hospital births wind up at home. Sometimes it doesn't look at all like we think it should, but we have to look at the bigger picture of what birth is and why babies come to us or don't. Birth prepares us for life and is a continuation of the energy patterns we've already set in motion. Birth happens as life happens, unpredictably, not like cabinets. And babies come to their mothers knowing full well what they are choosing and have the awareness in a soul sense 
to choose their own journey based on karma, past lives, and whatever other reasons they may have. So do all the things. Take care of yourself. Plan a home birth. Hire a midwife. Work on your inner shit. Work on your relationship and ask your partner to work on their own inner shit. Talk to your baby and decide to hand it all over to trust, to spirit, to whatever higher power you believe in. Birth is not like ordering cabinets, but it is one of the biggest spiritual initiations you will meet in your life. Love me. I enjoyed writing that post. It was very therapeutic and it felt very truthful and there will always be comments, right? Especially on social media, there will always be comments and that's fine. But part of me feels like that's really clear. That feels really clear to me that we don't ultimately control, but we can do things and maybe they work, maybe they don't. There were comments, of course, and most of them were super positive and yes, yes, yes. And can I share this? And I'm a doula and I'm always trying to explain to people and, you know, uh, choir, choir posts, as I like to say, uh, preaching to the choir, which is great. And let's see, there were a couple of comments just around, well, then, you know, what would you say to someone that felt like she did manifest this perfect birth? Like, was she just lucky? So we'll talk about these things. Uh, And finally, I know it touched um, at least a few women that openly wrote to me privately who had their babies die in free births. And that's a topic for another day, but yet it's also related because if we have this idea that there's a perfect way to do things, for example, um, if I have a free birth, you know, my baby will live because midwives are the ones or doctors are the ones to blame. And it's humbling to realize that death does not care about some of these choices that we think are so important. And I say that with compassion. Um, I have heard from so many moms over the years who have had their babies die during birth. And it has led me to side note, want to create some kind of circle for them. Uh, or for you, if that's you out there. Uh, I know so many. And I know that it's something women really hide that they feel shameful about. Hence the private messages, which I love, by the way, don't stop sending them. Just saying that in this world right now, it's so black and white. It's, you know, in in circles like this, uh, home birth, free birth circles, it's still so dogmatic. It's still that the medical world is bad. And, you know, that we need to only do things on our own to have things be successful. And so these women who haven't had that experience, right, who tried their best to order up a beautiful, perfect birth with a healthy baby um, may feel as if they have failed in some way when their babies don't live. So I'm bringing that up because it's important it's important to talk about uh, how this all works or how this all doesn't work, what we know, what we don't know, and who's responsible. That's really so crucial. And 
obviously this conversation touches people uh, who are making all kinds of choices. So in the birth I attended, where somebody thinks that I was somehow God, um, the baby did live. And I think that's really fascinating that there would still be blame pointed, uh, right? If death is kind of like the ultimate decision maker. And I stand by the fact that if the baby hadn't lived, I still wasn't to blame. I am not in control of life and death. Uh, That is not (laughs) the realm that I work on as a midwife. And so talking about all of this life and death, it's really big. It's really big. And it's giving me tons more to think about as well. So uh, you heard my post, you've heard some of the comments. What do we say to people, right? What do we say to people then that did have a really glorious birth, and they feel as if they created that? Um, I think it's so fascinating, all of this, because there isn't a black and white answer. I can't say to someone, here's how you get the birth of your dreams. Um, At the same time, I believe very strongly in creating our realities. And so how do we set the best stage for birth? How do we see it, feel it in our minds, but then also hold space for the universe at work, right? So just as the birth story I was involved in wasn't my birth, um, but still, I had a part in the story. There were lessons for me, even though it wasn't my birth. So that's how the universe works. It's weaving together everybody's energies, everybody's past experiences, knowing exactly what we need and taking into account, I think, for sure, what we say we want. But uh, we are not the ultimate deciders. So I sometimes think, do we really want to control the experience? Right? Control is such a loaded word. Um, In some ways, control is really bad, right? We don't want someone else to control our birth. But if we're thinking of being in a position where we think we should get what we want, then we're also trying to control the birth. And all I can say is the births of my own, where I tried to control the least probably were the most fluid. And by the grace of the universe and the fact that those baby souls wanted to be here, they were great births. They were great healthy births. But I don't have the arrogance to think that it was something I did concretely as like a scheming human. And I think that is the death conversation, you know, again, especially for women that have lost a baby. It's like, what did I do wrong? And I think a very truthful answer for me is that you didn't do anything wrong. Uh, You followed what you were supposed to follow. And are there lessons? Of course. And if you have something huge like that happen in your life, you're going to have very profound lessons, I'm sure, 
whether they come immediately, whether they come 10 years from now. Uh, but yeah, it's really crazy. So no, I would not tell someone they were just lucky. I don't really even believe in luck. I think we can be intentional. We can say to the universe, I want a home birth with a healthy baby. And we can do all the work around that. But then there are things out of our control. So it's not black and white. We're not either just lucky or guilty. (laughs) I mean, really. And like I was almost about to go off on this tangent of like, would we really want to control it? Would we really want that? And, you know, there's women, people that are going to say yes, absolutely. If I could have complete control over this, I would. And I think that's evident in the medicalized system of birth. People honestly think if they go in for a C-section, they're safer in some ways. And the anecdotal story I shared by whoever that was around here um, obviously isn't true. And I wish I could share that story with these with these other people, these last people I helped and be like, see, um, you think a C-section would have been safer? Like, where do you dream this stuff up, people? There is no guarantee that we get in life. We don't know if we get in the car right now what our experience will be. Uh, we don't know if waiting 10 minutes from now would create a different experience, except we assume it would, I think. So it is confusing. And it's also not confusing at all. Um, There is only so much we control. And if we could control everything in our lives, uh, I wouldn't, I would choose to allow the universe to guide me, even though, yes, that brings uncertainty. Yes, that brings feelings up. But I think that's why we're here to experience those things and to navigate them as best as we can. I am not someone that would order up an experience because I want to leave it open. I want to leave it open in the highest vision, of course, for growth and learning. I don't want my whole life to be told to me uh, or to be controlled. So maybe that's not you. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably more on this side of the fence of not actually wanting to control everything because we don't quite know what we're asking for, right? So it makes me think of nature, something like a fire, right? We have these natural, quote unquote, disasters. And are they really, right? Yeah, sometimes it's tragic. Fires can hurt people, people can die, houses can burn. But is the fire itself a problem when it may create create a whole different environment in that forest, right? And new things are going to grow. So the point being, we can't see further enough, further enough down the path as these simple-minded humans to really know what taking control might do. So nature is always the place to look. Nature isn't always kind. Nature isn't always friendly to humans, but nature has an intention, which is to preserve and to grow after death and to include death in the cycle. Uh, Nature is the wise one. And so we are not, as humans generally, 
in our need to control the birth experience. We kind of lose sight and we don't want to include death. I mean, no one wants to include that in their experience. But if we're looking at like a whole, right? So it's not really about one person. We're looking at a whole. Uh, death will come to some of those experiences because that's the way nature works. So anyway, that's my long-winded way of saying even if I could control all the things, I wouldn't because I feel like there's not wisdom in that. And we don't know what else would happen down the line by choosing to control. Easier said than done. I do think there are things we can influence in the birth, and there are things that we just cannot. And we may influence in all kinds of ways, in all kinds of countless ways. Like I just said, uh, if we leave the house now and get in the car, we don't know how that would change whatever outcome, which hopefully is just a happy drive to the store, right? But it changes every minute, every calculation, uh, literally every moment of your life brought you here right now, listening to this podcast. So it's like that for all of us. And it's like that in birth, uh, how many things influence an experience. I mean, countless. I could make a whole podcast on that. I'm not even sure that I know all of the ways that it's influenced. What if they're really tiny ways? And of course, these are things I take super seriously as someone that attends births. Um, words we might say, right? The weather outside, the energy, the relationship between the people, um, a dream that woman had. Like there are a million things that go into the outcome. It's not just like, oh, I eat healthy food and I meditate and I should have a great birth. Uh, this is what these last people thought, despite me talking like this all of the time. It was what they choose uh, or they chose to believe. And that's a choice. People can choose to believe that there's a perfect recipe. But let me tell you, as the quote said, and as I've just shared in this past experience, um, people are sorely disappointed. They feel like they majorly failed because it's an ego thing. It's an ego thing to think I do these things and, you know, I am privileged enough to eat organic food. I mean, think about it. How could that be true? How could it be true that if you can do these certain things, if you want to, if you choose to, that you're going to get this perfect birth. It's, it's so ridiculous, actually. I don't know why I'm blabbing on about it. But I'm just saying, there's so many things that we have no idea. And that goes for ourselves in our own experience. Like, what are all the influences on me going to Hawaii? Some of them are outside of this dimension. Honestly, they're influenced by all sorts of things outside of even this 3D matrix human realm that we think we live in. So that's what I'm talking about. There's a million things that influence. And if we're looking in on someone else's experience, so I'm the midwife, I'm at a birth, um, I have my own things that influence how I see or witness or feel what's happening in front of me. It's complex. Again, not ordering cabinets. 
So here are a couple things I think we can control. And again, control, maybe I don't mean that word, influence might be stronger. We can influence or set the intention with the conception of the soul of this baby. This wisdom largely comes from my mentor, Donna Maria, God bless her, who has shared what she's learned over the years in her own journey of being a wise elder. So we can influence the baby that is growing in us with the intention we set during conception, with the energy we set. How does that look? Did the couple just meet? Are they drunk? Uh, are they uh, under any other influence? Are they clear about making this baby? Is it an accident? Is it, you know, is it during the night? Is it during the day? Like, there's a million things, but that's the responsibility piece. And that's where it comes from. And that's what I shared with this last family. I am not a part of the conception, nor would I want to be. That is your responsibility. It is your responsibility to set an intention for that seed that will become a baby. And again, in words of Donna Maria, the male is responsible for the consciousness of the soul coming in. And the female with her womb is responsible for accessing wherever this soul is coming from so she can access dimensions of realities within her womb. That is something huge, is it not? Here we are talking about cabinets and perfect births and playlists and home birth and all these petty, seemingly, comparingly, decisions when the real decision, the real intention comes at the time of conception. And that has nothing to do with anything else, anybody else. I love this wisdom. And it's definitely something I'm going to start offering uh, if and when I'm back in this work. And I'm sure I will be. But this will be the first conversation. That way, it's not just a paper someone signs saying, yes, I understand you're not responsible for my birth. <laughs> um, it's a full body wisdom that is conveyed to them that they can resonate with, that they can feel in their bodies that this is true. And how could it not be true? How could it not be true that these two people come together in all their ways uh, with their family lineages behind them to create the next member of the family line? How could that have to do with anybody outside of that relationship? It's so insane. But I love the detail and the clarity with which Donna Maria has shared that with me. So I'm sharing it with you. That's what we can control. And from that place, from this conscious conception, uh, and again, taking into account both the realities and consciousness levels of that male and female together, uh, the vision the vision that they create for this soul. I think also we can choose how we want to feel in our experience. And that's something I share regularly outside of birth. Even we get to choose how we feel. 
someone says something nasty, uh, we can choose to feel bad or we can choose to feel powerful. Someone says something really beautiful. We can choose how we want that to feel in our bodies. And we can fully know that anything happening outside of ourselves, um, you know, something someone else would say or do has nothing to do with us. We do have a choice of what we focus on. And this has been a huge area of learning for me. I'm sure I'll share more. But focusing on what our bodies feel. Uh, When we have aches and pains, that's a really simple example, maybe a headache. Do we focus on that? Or do we find other places in our bodies to find different sensations? So pregnancy is one of the greatest living examples of being in the body or choosing to not be in the body either is possible. Uh, I think the more time and intention we have around being in our bodies for the experience of pregnancy, no matter what it brings up, uh, definitely can influence the birth because birth is somatic. Birth is a physical experience. I believe we can choose to work on ourselves to be with our inner childs, our shadows, whatever you want to call it during our pregnancies. I think these are choices and paths to having a birth unfold that feels the most aligned with where you're at. So again, that's not a judgment around, oh, you didn't do it right. If you had a birth that was challenging or not what you wanted, Uh, but I think it can't hurt. And, you know, of course, there's the irony of life. There are women that do absolutely none of that. They do no inner work. They do nothing that I've ever shared or suggested. And they have wonderful births. So to that, I say, um, there you go. There's that element of control and surrender and intention. I had a client recently who had a really awesome birth, actually. So happy for her who at the beginning of her pregnancy set the intention to have it be a deep and healing experience. If I'm remembering her words, that was really helpful to hear from her and to be able to hold for her and with her. And that is what she manifested. Uh, So I think these deeper intentions can have a huge effect. I think they are probably more meaningful than Yes, what food we put in our body, although that's important. But again, there is no guarantee. If all we had to do was set a really powerful, positive intention, then I'm sure that's what most people would choose to do. Uh, That's not all that goes into it. But it can help move through some of the potential roadblocks that might come up in a birth. Uh, And again, we don't have a way of studying that. I don't care to study that. I know that it's mostly true. And obviously, we can't witness the same woman birth the same baby, right, in two different realities. I mean, I can't. I think that would be really cool to see for sure. Oh, hey, like, if I hadn't worked on all this like shit with my mother, 
Um, and I hadn't been able to really stand in my power and say no to this doctor, I would have had a different experience, right? Like sometimes we wish we could do that. We could point our fingers at something and say, that's what did it. That's why, that's why this worked out so well. But I think all of that can't hurt. And if it's really leading you kind of to this better version of yourself, then it's worth it. A few things I think we cannot control. The lessons that the universe has for us, as I've illustrated in my own personal experience, Rumi's birth being one, this last birth that I attended being the most recent. Um, It's not about me. It's not about me having made the wrong choice. It's not because I didn't see it. Uh, I wasn't meant to see it. Sometimes the universe doesn't want us to see what we think we should have seen because we're not supposed to know. And again, that's really humbling. If someone's lost a baby, that's really hard and they can spin, right? I didn't see it. I didn't know. I didn't know something was wrong. You weren't supposed to know. We cannot control the path of another soul. This is another theme today. Um, As the midwife, I've shared 10 times now, I do not control the path of another soul. I don't choose what a baby decides to do. I don't choose if the baby decides to stay or go. That's insane. How could I? And honestly, I don't think we choose that with our own babies. If we did, we would choose life every time. Almost every mother ever through the history of time would choose life for her baby, but she does not get to choose that. The baby has its own path because it's not a baby. It's a soul. He or she, they are souls and they come in with what they need. So you can make all the plans. You can eat all the right foods. You can do the hypnobirthing. You can do it all. And if this baby doesn't want to stay, then they're not going to stay. And again, so hard and so humbling. So I'm not going to keep going on and on. I actually just witnessed a kitten. (laughs) One of our kittens walked through my room. She's not supposed to be up here. But all of this is kind of rolling around in me as well. I hope this was helpful for you. And it has totally transformed me, this last experience. Um, And to be clear, you know, I've had these thoughts for many years. I've shared them here and there about control and all of that. But this has really highlighted the places where... I am non-negotiable anymore as someone that attends births. There is no way, if I can help it, uh, that I will ever work with people again that have any sense of me being an authority, of me knowing more than them, um, and of me being able to assure them of anything. It is absolutely ridiculous. And I am so glad, so glad for these lessons that I have received. And going forward, I think the word midwife is something I'm really going to question. Um, That's only one skill set I've realized that I have. And it's actually a skill set that I used really well at this birth. Um, This baby uh, wouldn't have made it alive if it hadn't been for midwifery skills. And I'm really proud of that. But it's only one part of what I offer. And I don't want it to be the most important part. I don't want it to be why people come to me. Uh, I want to have all of these other things be on this you know, spokes of the wheel of birth attending for me and have one of those spokes be midwifery skills. So 
I may be leaving this word behind once again, once I kind of figure myself out further, but that's only going to come after many, many months at the beach, relaxing and enjoying my family and having so much fun. I hope this has been helpful to you. I would love to hear your thoughts about birth being like cabinets or not. It's such a fun analogy. And as always, I welcome your emails. Marin at IndieBirth.org is the best way to reach me. I rarely mention this, but if you like this podcast, if you love this podcast, it's always great to get some positive reviews on iTunes. It's super helpful to us. Lastly, I will be hosting a retreat on my own. I don't think Margo and I have ever split up for this, but she is unavailable. I will be hosting my own retreat in Oahu uh, in October for women that are considering the radical midwifery path. I'd love if you wanted to check that out and apply. It's IndieBirthMidwiferySchool.org forward slash answering the call. Last but not least, stay tuned for my Magical Mama membership this summer. That's my biggest project now that I'm not attending births. And before I make my way to Hawaii, I will have this all created and done for anyone out there that is a mama and wanting to receive wisdom, wanting to receive inspiration, wanting to be a part of a magical community of mamas who think like I do, think like you do, and want to have this sacred container set for us all. So check that out at magicalmama.org and stay tuned for more. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a beautiful week.